no introduction, no music, no justice jams, none of that. Why? Because we're just going to get straight to the reason why we're here. And since we're winding down for season 10, this is episode 11 of season 10. Yeah, I'm definitely taking a break. It's time to take a step back. It's time to restart, recharge, reset. 24 is giving um, rest. People might be calling it the Kobe year. I don't know what they're calling it. For me, it's my Paul Pierce year, which is the truth. And I'm only going to live the truth that I am tired. I need a break. I need a reset. I need to not have this be one thing on my plate where I feel like it's a task because that's what it's feeling like now. I'm starting to lose the joy and that's not what I started this podcast for. So... I will have two more episodes for y'all. I literally will be releasing them after this episode back to back. So y'all get them the three all in a row. Then after that, I'll catch y'all in the next two to three months for season 11. I need to recharge. And this is how I know I need to recharge because normally I can come up with anything as a topic. I've been struggling with topics. And that hasn't happened in three years. So I feel like I'm at my burnout um, because I'm trying to do too much and overexhort myself. But yeah, so don't sign and warn y'all. Y'all miss me. Y'all have plenty of episodes to go back to, to re-listen to, to revisit. If you're new here at Just Be Real Podcast, please go back to start at season one, episode one, which started on March 17th, 2020. Um, and let's just have that. But on another note, because this episode is coming out um after the anniversary shout out to my business be relations it turned what was it i want to say nine because i started my 2015 yeah my business turned nine down on january 7th so nine years i've been in this business nine years i've been doing be real relations It'll be four years of me doing the podcast this year, and it's been nine years of me painting and doing customs. So, shout out to that, using my creative juices. Just excited to see what's next for B-Real Relations. Um, so, happy birthday to us. Um, I will be having Chelsea back on since y'all seem to love her. Day was supposed to be back on, but time did not permit when I was home, but trust me. Next trip, y'all will have him on here too because we be having some interesting conversations and sometimes the random conversations be the best episodes. So, Real House of Salt Lake City episode is going to come too at some point. They're doing the reunion, so I'll probably start that off as my season 11 kickoff um, to start that off with season 11. I do have some topics, but I got to deep delve and kind of dissect. So, yeah, I got to reset, recharge for that. Plus, I'm working on a jacket. I really don't have the energy. Like, my body is just, like, rest. Like, just relax and be patient because there's things I'm waiting for. And I think by me moving, is distracting me. But that's not what we're here today. Today's episode is called The Switch Up. And if you think we're about to have a light episode, we are. It's going to be light. It's going to be airy. It's going to be fun-hearted because we're talking about The Switch Up. And The Switch Up is... Yes, me. I'm the switch up because as y'all know, I am bisexual, but I call myself a stem, a stud and femme, but it's more of a soft stud. So I'm very much a girl who will wear wigs, wear lashes, put on makeup, beat a face, but I love some boxers. I love loose clothes. I love being able to be stylish, fashionable, and comfortable. So as they have now created the word in this 21st century, they have now called it a stem, a stud slash femme, a feminine stud. 
a stud with feminine ways. I'm not a stud. I'm not that fem feminine. Even though I can do both because I do switch it up. But that's just the whole point of the switch up. And I know y'all seen my switch up because my style is versatile like my life, sexual orientation, and my vibes. Like, <coughs> excuse me. You're not going to tell me that when you look at my Instagram page or whenever I share a picture, you're not looking at it like, damn. It's to the point that my girlfriend's like, stop wearing your hats. I'm like looking at her like, that's a staple. Like the hat is a part of my STEM look. The hat is a part of me. The hat is a staple signature. I'm sorry about this, y'all, but it don't bother me. But it's versatile. I love versatility. I love to be able to be creative enough to express myself in a way where I don't feel confined to a norm, whether that be a hetero norm or even a homosexual norm, because that back in the day it was just a stud, a AG, and a femme. A femme was a girly girl. A stud was somebody who pretty much looked like dressed like a dude. A AG was an aggressive girl, which is pretty much what y'all would call me, my demeanor. And then you had a butch, which is pretty much a female who looked straight like a nigga. So now that they have these I will say options and identity. It's definitely a blessing to witness such greatness. Sorry, y'all. I see my windows were open and it bothered me because, um, yeah, cold dress and they weren't closed and anybody could have just busted up in my crib. But besides the point, um, growing up, I seen myself as a tomboy because I used to hate wearing dresses. Like I would wear them by force because I was forced to wear them. But I really wasn't into the whole dress thing. Like, most little girls, four or five years old, like, ooh, mommy, I want to play princesses. I want to play dresses. I'm like, no. I play with Barbies because I want to do hair. But I want to learn how to do hair because my mom never knew how to braid. So that was the reason why I wanted Barbies. I never really wanted to play with them to get dressed. Like, I had an American Girl doll. And she's what I used to kind of, like, play dolls with to, like, get dressed and all that stuff. But she still was, like, a representation of me, Josephina. Like, she had a basketball outfit. She had a cute little sundress. But mainly she wore, like, sneakers and cute clothes that I still have to this day. And I think that's kind of early when I realized, like, I like wearing loose clothes. I, I knew then that I wasn't choosing bisexuality. Bisexuality at that point had chose me. Um... Because a tomboy is what they called it as. But to me, I'm like, little do y'all know I like girls and I like boys. But we're going to go with tomboy if it fits. Because they always expected me to grow out the phase of, I guess they say, when I was in high school. The phase of liking girls. Um, I do consider myself a sassy siren. Like, I can get it. Like, y'all seen it. Don't act like y'all don't know. If y'all haven't, get to the page. Even though... And if y'all don't know, I have a personal page. It's right in the bio of this business page. Click on Just Unexplainable, at Just Unexplainable, and flick through the flicks and the vids, baby. Because a sassy siren is me. When I get dressed, because I don't get dressed often, because I haven't had reasons. Um, my normal cousin dates I would do with my cousin. I really don't fuck with my cousin like that. But that's not a conversation for today. And... My girlfriend's not the dressing up type, and she doesn't like me wearing heels because I literally tower over her. So we have yet to really go someplace for me to be a sassy siren. Like, the last time I was somewhat a sassy siren was for my birthday. And before then, it was, like, two years prior. But when I put that shit on, dame un beso, give me a kiss. Mwah! Period. That's what it's giving. That's what it's always going to give. But I love it because I think there's more representation in in being a sassy siren. You have 
Queen Latifah. You even have Missy Elliott giving a sassy siren. People who had the tomboy look where it was not a problem being fully clothed because it's still not a problem. You have people like Rhapsody, who's a sassy siren from time to time, who takes off the baggy clothes and gives us a nice little cute heel or a cute dress or a cute pump like it's giving. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm still getting over being having a cold. But um, I also feel like when it comes to the switch up, the conversation that's not had is divine masculine. Um, there's in the divine feminine. Females can have masculinity, which is what you probably see more of in the studs or like, you know, the masculine presenting females is what they like to be called. But you'll probably get more divine masculine because they probably feel like they have more of a masculine energy, even though they're a female. And that's normally a discrepancy a lot of times when they get in relationships because the expectancy for a lot of females, because most masculine presenting females date the stereotypical, we'll say the stereotypical logic, masculine presenting females date femmes, right? Or they can date stems, and that, that's still questionable because normally people don't like mass-presenting females with mass-presenting females. They think it's like two niggas being, and they consider it gay. I don't understand how because they're two females. They just seem to dress alike. And then you normally have two femmes, which they call the lipstick lesbians. Um, and then masks don't really date masks. So, like, divine mask is probably much more what you get more of when you look at a Saya, a divine masculine, or a young M.A. is a more divine masculine. But even the fans have divine masculine energy because there's some aggressive ways, some energy you're tapping into when it comes to your divine masculine. Now, people are going to probably hear divine masculine and say, like, what are you talking about? Well, when I say divine masculine, I'm talking about the energy. Your energy is what you give. Most masculine presenting females give masculine energy because they dress in a masculine presenting attire. So the divine masculine represents aspects such as strength, logic, action, protection, and assertiveness. It embodies the qualities of being focused, purpose-driven, and providing a stable foundation. It is not about dominance. Let me say that again. It is not about dominance or control, but rather about healthy expressions of power and leadership. Okay? So when you awaken your masculine energy, you're taking on challenges where although might have elements of competitiveness to them, the outcome does not need a winning result. You know, you get your heart rate up and sweat. Your testosterone reproduces whilst you're sleeping. So make sure you're good and rest amount of sleep to recharge. Like, it's little things, right? So people all automatically feel like females are all emotional creatures. And I feel like that's something that is not true because I feel men and women can both embody divine masculine, divine feminine. It just depends on the energy you want to give. And that's how I feel it with my switch up. Like, it's a divine masculine, divine feminine because it's, Depending on the energy I want to give, there's days I want to be feminine. I want to wear a lash and wear a cute lip and be outside and want to grab a purse and wear a purse and be super chic and tomboy chic. And there's times where I just want to dress like a whole nigga, wear some boxers, wear some oversized clothes, throw my hair in a ponytail and kind of give you more of a roughneck type of energy. You see what I'm saying? Like... <coughs> your divine feminine is a fem feminine aspect of the divine power that connects the bonds the earth like she is the goddess energy that exists within all of us many ancient cultures had a divine feminine concept 
the Egyptian Isis, the Greeks and the Aphrodite, and the Hydus and Scotty. Like, the divine feminine is the feminine aspect of the divine power that connects and binds the earth. She is the goddess energy. But when you have this goddess energy, it's very easy to distinguish between a divine feminine who has transversed the deepest parts of herself and has reached the other side, able to emanate healing, light, and offer alchemizing wisdom for all in proximity to her and her feminine. And then there's also the opposite where it's just more of a nurturing, there's not an opposite, more of the cin cinematic situation where there's more of a nurturing and compassionate. Um, it embodies nurture and caring, and that's automatic for me because I am an earth sign, literally a Virgo, which is a human. So I am automatically a nurturer. Um, compassionate empathy or something I automatically show. There's unconditional love towards others because if y'all see my nephew, Elijah, shout out to Elijah, he is more of the emo grunge type but he's a black boy but i let him embrace it because i think his style is fly like i respect him for stepping out the box and not being the conventional black boy um whatever that entails and understanding a safe and nurturing space for growth and healing and that's pretty much what i feel my style does like there's growth in my healing but <coughs> oh i hate it here Sorry, y'all. There's growth in me and my healing, and I think I'd express it in the bright colors I wear, the uh, edginess to step a little bit on that fine line of masculine and feminine, and I really take pride in my switch up. You know what I'm saying? I take pride in my switch up. Now, one thing I will say my switch up will be consistent with is a 90s vibe. You will always get a 90s aesthetic. It's going to always give you a different world in the 21st century, kind of like this podcast. So, I always say the 90s are definitely my inspiration to my aesthetic, but mainly in a different world. Because there was so much, so many colorful, so many colorful characters and so many dope personalities being expressed through clothing. It just gravitated toward me. And I think that's another reason why I love the show so much because it was so diverse. I think I'm a mix of Dwayne Wayne who happens to be from Brooklyn, New York, because the flip of glasses is something that's a signature. And I feel like I always have the signature now of being the 90s staple aesthetic. And I think my hats are now a part of my snapbacks, a part of my uh, signature for my New York hats or whatever hat or snapback I wear because I, you know, whether it be with the 20, 26 inch weave or just me, my hair in a ponytail is still giving, you see me, you know what I'm saying? But Dwayne also had on the classic Jordans, you know, the, the acid wash jeans, like the dope Letterman's, the dope pullovers, the Anacroc, I don't know, with the Anarok jackets, I think that's the proper term, don't get me twisted, where it was giving your homeboy around the way, but he was a nerd, and that was me. I was a nerd, but I was the fly nerd, always been the fly nerd, like, y'all look back at me in high school, I was pretty dope for being the president of Black Awareness, I was pretty fucking fly, you feel me? Your girl always has swag. I've always had a thing for fashion because I've had parents who were very much into fashion. My mom's always been the matchy-matchy type, and I think that's the reason why I'm so matchy-matchy. Nonetheless, I'm from New York, so we're always matchy-matchy. And my dad's always been like this suave, kind of debonair, dapper kind of guy who always had like this rustic, Afrocentric kind of vibe to him. I don't know how to describe it, but I picked up both of them. They both are shoe collectors, which you clearly can know from, from looking at me. That's been something. So stay with the flyest kick. Stay with the flyest fit. 
and I wear the clothes. I don't let the clothes wear me. That's another thing. Like, I want y'all to get that no matter how many designers you wear or designers you buy. If you're wearing the clothes are wearing you and you're not wearing the clothes, it shows because it shows in your confidence and your demeanor. And your clothes will speak before you do because that's the only person speaking. Don't let that go over your head. Freddie Brooks, Boho Chic, New Mexico. Definitely me. I have my days of Boho Chic. I have my days of hippie. The days I just want to just wear something crazy. Like the other day, I mixed. <clears throat> Excuse me, a Cosby sweater who had like all these different like zigzags and different colors on them. That was a black sweater with multicolored zigzags. And I put on a checkered uh, button down, button up underneath it. And I wore some sneakers that were like checkered and like different colors, a tear wax. And my girlfriend was like, you look so cute. And it was just like some boho chic type shit. Like, I just wanted to wear it because the colors match together. But nonetheless, it's something where you don't see two patterns cross. Like, zigzags with checkered is not something you see at that multicolored. But I pulled the shit off. There's times I just want to wear my vest and wear patterns that don't make sense. Plaids with stripes. Leathers with satins. Leathers with suede. Like boho chic freddy and just be out here and like a lot of my jackets because i paint on jackets the free spirited bright color type shit that i wear all the time definitely calls for a freddy brooks definitely calls for a freddy brooks then there's also my kimberly reese side where there's more of a conservative color coordinator is what i call it the three c's right the conservative <coughs> oh my gosh i hate y'all being sick i want y'all to know is not me so when I do get sick, I be sick. So bear with me. Um, Kimberly Reese is the conservative color coordinator where she wore a lot of dresses and boots and vests. But like it gave, I'm bold, I'm beautiful, but I'm here to cover myself up. But I'll give you a little bit of pop of color here and there. I have moments. I have moments. And I think my mom is more of the Kimberly Reese with the conservative color coordinator because Jackie will make some shit. And it'd be looking fire, but it'd be basic shit that she just put together and she'd be like on one. If y'all haven't seen my mom dress, bruh, if y'all don't know my mom, those who know my mom know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Those who haven't met my mom or seen me post pictures of my mom, Jackie's signature is her scarves. Honey, Jackie will wear the fuck out of a scarf. Make an outfit, bake it, bake it. Basic and turn it into bomb dot motherfucking com. But then I have my Whitney Gilbert slash Hillary Banks time. Where, like, I want to be lavish luxury, okay? Where I want to wear the designers. Where I want to wear the name brand labels. Where I will do a high-low, baby. Let me, one thing for certain, two things for sure, baby. Jessica will always, always, Jessica, y'all heard I said by my full government name. Jessica will always do a high-low, okay, baby? Hat can be Burberry. Bag can be Burberry. Jacket can be Burberry. But, baby, I bet you them pants are from Shein. Fashion Nova, get them on a deal because, baby, I mix and match the fits. Hat could have been a $20 hat off eBay, but the whole fit is a legendary vintage jersey for $120 with some $20 pants. I am a high, low, low, high girly. Nene said it best. High, low, low, high, whatever you do, find the middle, baby, and you can make it look good. Okay? I make the shit look good, but my lavish luxury... Mine, nine times out of ten, is thrifted because it's from my grandmother's closet. But it gives Whitney Gilbert because it might have been free for me, but it wasn't free for her. So, I have my Whitney Gilbert, Hillary Banks moments because there's times I really just want to be a girly girl, tap into that femme energy. 
and serve y'all 90s divine on a platter. You heard me? A little bit of a little Southern Belle because, you know, I got a girlfriend for a Southern Belle. Ron Johnson definitely would be the epitome of me of being what I normally wear. Like a pork pofador with some Jordans and a vest and you're wearing a button down. Does it make sense? No. Does it look decent? Yes. Like how my outfit today when I go to this dinner party, I'm about to have on a peacoat with an I Love New York shirt, a hat, and a Gucci bag with some sneakers. And probably some leather pants. Why? Because I can. And I'm me. And I do what I want. But you see what I'm saying? Like, that type of combination is a crazy combination. But who will do it? Me. Because it gives a Ron Johnson. Jordan's with everything and a hat to add to the vibe. Sorry, I had to handle business because we can't be over here stopped up, nose running. Anyway... Is giving, but then there's also Jaleesa Vincent, the corporate connection and color blocking. Baby, if y'all haven't seen Dawn Lewis as Jaleesa Vincent with the power suits, with the color blocking, listen, y'all gotta go back. I am a queen of color blocks. I'm the queen of the color block. I will color block, I will monochrome. I will take one little hint of one color in something and pull it the fuck out, honey. Color blocking is my thing, okay? Color blocking is an art form, I must say so, because everybody can't color blocking. Everybody can't color block. Everybody can't fucking color block. But baby, you want to talk about who can color the fuck block some outfits? Baby, I color box. Like, we went to my girlfriend's house just to visit. <clears throat> Midday. Just doing nothing. Color blocking. A pink. I'm wearing, like, a pink. The hat has pink and white in it. The shirt is Keith Haring, too. But the pants are just completely pink with a pink shade. Oh, and a neutral bag. Color blocking. Color blocking. I'm telling you, color blocking is literally like that girl like that girl i, I don't even want to talk about but jaleesa vincent is the queen of color blocking because the use of contrasting colors to typically bright color it's not easy it's not easy like a purple and a yellow not easy Pink and a green, not easy. I mean, well, unless you're AKA. A red and a green, a red and an orange, a red, orange, and a blue, an orange and a blue, like. But Jaleesa Vincent had that shit on lock. And sometimes I have that switch up when I want to color the fuck block out some shit. Some shit that don't go together, but it makes sense. And not terms of the tennis in my sneaker. So it is what it is. I mean, like I said, my mom has always been into fashion, but she's always had me matching from head to toe down under barrettes. And I think that's a thing that has now transcended over into my adulthood. Um, so that means I learned about color blocking early because she was also an artist or still is an artist where painting is a thing. So I feel like when you're an artist or creative or you draw or you have some type of that skill set, your eye is a little different. So you're more keen to details and more keen to colors. 
Um, and you can just look at one thing and tell it how many colors and contrast undertones and highlights. Like me painting this jacket. Yeah, she's light-skinned, but she has a yellow undertone. There's a little bit of red highlight in her hair and her skin as well. So she's a mixture, as well as there's, like, really light spots as well that are giving, like, vanilla, but not fully, like, a uh, light tint from a golden brown. Like, there's a, there's things you pay attention to. I, I didn't see, you see, you probably have what I said. You're like, what the fuck she talking about? You have a different eye for detail. And I think my dad having a chill fashion forward guy is where I kind of get my lax thrifting, where I get a lot of my shit thrifting, where I'm like, I will take something somebody's worn probably 20, 30 years ago, flip it, reverse it, and make it to something that is super dope and kind of, I guess you can say, revolutionize it. Um, so my mood determines my outfit. Like I said, the divine energy, divine masculine, divine feminine. And as always, I don't care what nobody says, you always start with the shoes, then coordinate the ensemble. Shoes first. You work around the shoes. Anybody who picks the outfit and then the shoes, you're a psycho. I don't care what anybody says. Debate your mama on it because why would you pick an outfit and then the shoes later? The shoes should be the central focal point and the nucleus of the outfit and let the outfit be the mitochondria. Yeah, don't know what I'm talking about. Should have paid attention in science back in the day. But that's how you coordinate the ensemble. And as John Witherspoon used to say, you got to coordinate. And that's how the switch up works over here, okay? It's to the point where, like, I don't know what it is to have a bum day. Like, I'm going to always step out. I'm always going to be dressed, even on days like today where it's raining and I'm going to my girlfriend's house. I'm about to sit in the house. I'm still going to be cute as fuck. Because I don't know what it is to be a bum and my bum is even not a bum. I don't know any other way because I've always been taught to be presentable because you never know where you're going and you never know who you may run into. So I always get presentable. Like even my bum has some type of matching ensemble decorum to it. So my girlfriend always says to me, do you ever understand what bummy it is? I do, but it's just that I have a different standard of bummy because even my bummy is not bummy. Part of the switch up. I think having such diversity in my wardrobe, in my style, and my personalities allows me to be a scene in spaces where I don't have to hide like Moms Mabley or be respected, but be respected like a Wanda Sykes. Um, if y'all don't know who Moms Mabley is, go Google it. I'm here to educate y'all, but I'm not here to teach y'all everything. But a Moms Mabley was somebody who had to hide who she was, hide that she was into women, hide that she was a lesbian. Then we now have respected figures like Wanda Sykes who can literally just be out here in the open, respected and directed, and can literally just wear a suit, wear pants, do whatever, and live your life accordingly. And I think that's what's very, very diligent in my switch up is that I don't let the world categorize me. I don't let the world define who I am. I don't let the world label me because labels are for clothes. But baby, don't label me. I like what I like and I like what I like when I like it. I love who I love when I love them. Um, there's no gender norm. It's just fluid of who I am as a person. And I just respect me for me. So if you ever want to know what it is for the switch up, you need some pointers. I'm always the go-to for the 90s aesthetic. I don't know how it became my thing. Maybe because I made it my thing in college and just let it progress. But um, hopefully I enjoyed the switch up and me talking about my switch up because it really is a switch up. And yes, when I'm with men, I do have a little more feminine edge, but it's still going to get stem because I'm not changing me to make you more comfortable. And that's the premise of this whole conversation. You can switch it up. 
Just don't change who you are for the satisfaction of somebody else. And that's all I got to say. As I always say on air, let's keep it real. And always remember, be real, be true, and always be unapologetically you. Talk to y'all later.